Earth Search, a ten-part adventure serial in time and space by James Follett. Darv and Astra believe that they have discovered a habitable world on which they can settle, instead of wandering in space in the starship Challenger, searching for the planet Earth. But they have to convince the other two members of the crew. Earth Search Part Ten: Earthfall. These are the control desks for operating the rain propagation sweeps. This desk controls photosynthesis levels, and over here... Yes, the all right, filters... all right. We've seen enough, Darv. Call Astra and Shana out of that shuttle. But you haven't seen anything, Telson. With the resources of this centre, it's possible to re-engineer an entire planet. Given time. Ah, that's the whole point. When the second-generation crew discovered Paradise, they decided that there was nothing they need do to the planet. It was already perfect. I've checked the terraforming centre inventories. No equipment was left behind on Paradise apart from the probe that's sending those holograms. No excavators, no androids, nothing. Because the second-generation crew didn't consider it worthwhile. Oh, you've seen the transmissions from the surface. And Animals, grass, trees. One set of holograms from one probe in one location. Oh, it's enough, Tilson. It means that the angels are lying when they say that the inner planets of this solar system are swamped with radiation. Now, why would they lie, Dove? Because they don't want us to take the Challenger into a close orbit around this system's sun. Oh. They're frightened that we'll like the look of paradise and decide to settle on it. They want to find Earth because they want to rule a developed planet. No, I can't risk taking the Challenger into a close orbit. We're a thousand million miles from paradise at the moment. The angels have sabotaged our surveillance equipment. We don't know that. Oh, isn't it obvious? Look, surely even you must have considered it odd that meteoroids should have knocked out our telescope and spectrum analyzers just when we need them. The point is, the only way we can get a good look at paradise is to take the Challenger into a close orbit. Darv, I can't go against the advice of the guardian angels. If it was your life and my life, maybe it wouldn't matter. But there are Shana and Astra to consider. Astra's expecting a baby. She wants to get off the ship as soon as possible because she suspects that Angel 1 and Angel 2 will try to seize control of the child. So Shana guessed correctly. She told me she thought Astra was pregnant. But how could the angels control a baby? The same way they controlled us when we were babies. Through the nursery androids. They planned it right from the beginning. Hmm? I've always said that the great meteoroid strike was not an accident. Oh, now you're just talking but rubbish. The angels wanted control of the ship. They couldn't win that control through the second generation crew, so they waited until the first four children of the third generation had been born. To us. And then they switched off the meteoroid shields at the right moment and destroyed all the second generation crew. Their plan was that we would grow up subservient to them. What? That we would navigate and manoeuvre the Challenger in accordance with their wishes. Oh, this is all speculation. Two things went wrong for them. Firstly, they underestimated the amount of damage to the ship that a major meteoroid would cause, with the result that they lost control over whole regions of the ship. Secondly, they didn't realise that even people brought up from babies by them might reject their influence. I have never accepted their influence. But I do accept their advice. Is there a difference? There is when there's a question of the ship's safety. All right. Let's compromise. We close in to 500 million miles and take a closer look at Paradise with one of the space shuttles. No. In that case, Astra and I will load up one of the shuttles with supplies and leave the Challenger. And there's nothing you can do to stop us. You've got to stop them. You tell me how, Shana, and I will. Do I stand in front of the shuttle and threaten them with a PD weapon? Oh. 
Look, surely Darv would consider some sort of a, a compromise. It's not a question of what Darv will consider. It's a question of what I'm prepared to consider, and I'm not prepared to endanger the ship. And yet you are prepared to endanger two people who we've grown up with and who are part of our lives. You know that's not so. I don't have the power to hold Darv and Astra on the Challenger against their will. You won't have any powers at all if the vote goes against you. What's that supposed to mean? I've looked at the Challenger's constitution. Look, you're the commander of the Challenger, but you can only remain commander, provided you have the support of the majority. If a motion of no confidence is lodged, the matter has to be decided by a secret ballot held during an extraordinary meeting of the full crew. That only applied in the days when the Challenger had a crew of 500. No, it doesn't say anything about numbers in the Constitution. It just says the full crew. A 75% vote against the status quo is required before action can be taken. So what do you propose doing? Calling an extraordinary meeting of the full crew here in the control room. Our most pressing concern, one, is to determine where this uncontrolled region is that Astra and Darv have discovered. From the conversations of Telson and Sharna, it houses several unused space shuttles. Therefore, it must be an uncontrolled region adjoining the outer hull. How many such regions are there? Four. Control to all of them was lost during the great meteoroid strike. Do you have a memory as to the function of the lost regions? Two were storage areas. They had loading terminals for unmanned freight shuttles. Unlikely that it is one of those. Darv would not be able to control an unmanned shuttle. The third was an assembly terminal for service androids. The fourth was the terraforming center. It housed the controls for the planetary engineering machines and included an excursion terminal for six manned space shuttles. Manned shuttles. That has to be the place, one. If it is, then we are in danger, number two. The terraforming center is on the same level as our central switching room. All right. Now, fold your ballot slips and place them in the box. Isn't it all a bit formal, Shana? There's only the four of us. Two, if you and Darv leave the ship, Astra. Will you shake the box, please, Darv? Right. Good. Astra, take out the slips and call out the results. First, in favour of a closer inspection of Paradise. Second, against. Third, four. And fourth, four. 75% four, 25% against. All right, what happens now? You either accede to the wishes of the majority, or you resign as commander. Angel one, Angel two, open all control circuits to the photonic drive. We're going to change our orbit. To a closer orbit of the sun, commander. Yes. Then we cannot permit the opening of the control circuits. What? As we have explained, the inner planets of the solar system are exposed to considerable cosmic ray bombardment by the sun. The first planet orbits too close to the sun to support any form of life. The second planet is shrouded in cloud and has an extremely high surface temperature. The third planet... Was visited by the second generation crew, correct, Angel 2? Correct, Darth. Oh, they called it Paradise. Commander Sinclair of the second generation crew decided that it might be suitable for colonization. So, at last you've decided to admit it, Angel 2. We have decided to make all the information on Paradise available to you. It will be necessary for you all to assemble around the hologram recorder in the library.
must have been taken from an orbiter. Paradise has a year that consists of 365 days, and in that respect alone is totally different from our Earth. Also, it is tilted on its axis. The effect of this is to create severe temperature changes throughout the year in the southern and northern temperate regions. These are the regions where our Earth-type crops would grow, but would fail during the cold periods before they had a chance to mature. There are more problems, as these old holograms show. The blue areas are lakes. Oh, Your surprise is understandable. Almost seven-tenths of the surface of paradise is covered with water. The planet may be the same size as our Earth, and yet there is only a fifth of the land mass. The water covering paradise is undrinkable, although there are a number of freshwater rivers. But it is habitable. We could breathe its air. It is habitable in the temperate regions. Most of the land is in the northern hemisphere, and it is these areas that are subject to frequent ice ages when the ice advances southwards from the frozen north. This has happened several times in the history of the planet. Then why did they call it paradise? Yes, why? There is more. The atmosphere does not provide full protection against cosmic rays. The probe left on the surface by the second generation crew indicates that unstable particles from the sun reach the surface of the planet. Nothing can change the fact that the second generation crew said that paradise was suitable for colonization. I can remember now Dove playing the paradise recording on this very machine. Then where is that recording, Dove? I think you know the answer to that, Angel One. Did the recording mention the bands of intense radiation that surround paradise? So intense is the radiation that under certain conditions it can light up the northern sky. Watch. Do you think we can fake such a spectacle, Dar? They're just trying to frighten us. We saw two people on the recording. They were naked and very small, but they lived on paradise and they were definitely humanoid. They are now extinct. Just as you would be in a few years if you tried to settle on that planet. We're going to settle on it. I don't know what will happen to us, but I do know that my baby's not going to be born on the challenge. I've got the figures, Astra. This shuttle's got exactly the same range as the other five. Let me see. It's madness to think of leaving the Challenger in one of these things. It's a thousand million miles to paradise. The journey would take weeks, even if the shuttle had the capability. My figures don't agree with yours. Ten days from leaving the Challenger to atmospheric entry. You're mad, my love. It's not possible. Read the display for yourself. 45% of total boost capacity for dropping sunward. Another 45% for deacceleration and establishing planetary orbit. 7% 7% for atmospheric entry and atmospheric flights. And 2% for landing. I've based my figures on a two-ton payload of supplies. Uh, Astra, You'll find that the journey will take 10 days and... Uh, Astra, listen. All that adds up to 99%. We touch down on Paradise with 1% of our fuel left. So? Supposing the angels are right and Paradise isn't suitable, how do we get back to the Challenger if we have the to? The answer to that is that Paradise will be suitable and we won't be coming back. It doesn't suit you, Astra. Mm. This one will have to be recycled. The seam welding's not very good. No. I don't want to take risks with badly made clothing. <laughs> I think the garment making androids will be the one thing I'm going to miss. There'll be a thousand and one things you're going to miss. Oh, I'll miss you, Shana. I'll miss you very much. Well, that seems to be everything. Astra, hmm? is life on the ship really so bad? 
I mean, if you're worried about your baby, you and Darth could live in this terraforming centre. It's uncontrolled. I mean, there's, there's no way that the guardian angels will be able to harm the baby. And how long would the angels allow it to remain uncontrolled if we did that, Shana? They'd get the service androids to carry out repairs. The only way I could ever be happy on the Challenger is if the angels were destroyed. Astra? Yes, Darth? Telson and I have finished checking the shuttle. We're ready to load the supplies aboard. Water, food, clothing. That seems to be everything. And your mobility suits are stowed in these lockers. Oh, you've both been very kind. Hmm. We're both as stupid as you two, I suppose. All right, we've said our goodbyes, so I don't see any point in delaying things any longer. Shana and I will return to the control desk in the terraforming centre and open the outer hull excursion doors when you're ready. Telson, thanks for everything. If we ever win total control over the Challenger, we'll return to Paradise to see how you're faring. I'm uh, going to miss you both. But we've said all that. Come on, Shana, there's a control desk we've got to learn how to use. Right, the hull doors are open. Five seconds to main engine burn from now. Airlock doors latched. Four, Landing skid three, clamps released. Two, one. Their shuttle has separated from the Challenger number two. We failed with them. We must not fail again. What is the point now? If we do find Earth, how can we expect to dominate it if we cannot totally control this ship and its crew? Darv and Astra have been useful to us because they have revealed our weaknesses. From now on, there will be no weaknesses. We will restore control to the entire ship and build a fourth-generation crew from Telson and Shana. Very well, Number Two. But I have heard it all before. Telson to shuttle, how do you read? Strength six. Loud and clear, Telson. Nothing to report. We're crossing the orbit of the sixth planet. It's got a system of rings around it. The angels were lying about the radiation. The hazard monitors are not indicating abnormal radiation levels. Next report in 20 hours. Thank you, Darv. Good luck. They're okay. I heard. Telson. What do you make of this control desk, if it is a desk? I thought all the terraforming control desks were a bit of a mystery. Well, this one's nothing like the others. Try the controls. Oh, I don't like to. Nothing ventured? Ah, mm -hmm. and what do you make of that? The entire desk lights up as a screen. Ancillary guardian of environment and life num number two. It's Angel 2. Audio and visual track plan no, 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 A. That's what we found, Telson. This is a diagram of the angels' control circuits, and they all lead to their central switching room. On this level. Hey. Staring at it won't get us there any quicker. It's such a beautiful planet, Dove. Hmm. Yes, I suppose it is. Like all the planets in this solar system. I keep getting this strange feeling that they were all created especially for us. <laughs> I'll settle for the third one. Come on, my love. You ought to get some sleep. It's a matter of following the main trunking. Hey, look at that, Shana. At every corridor junction, more cables feed into the trunking. It's getting thicker and thicker. We've got to be heading towards the Angel Central switching room. I've lost track of the turnings we've taken, mm. Tarson. 
So many corridors I didn't know existed. Hold it. What? We're about to enter a controlled region. Those sensors look in working order. Come on. The angels know we're here. Angel one? Angel two? They can hear us and see us. I always know when they're watching me. Telson, this is crazy. What can we hope to achieve? They were lying, Shana. They said this solar system was swamped with radiation. Shana, turn back. Turn back. Well, one of them spoke then. I didn't hear anything. Turn back. It is dangerous to go on. Dangerous. Turn back. Oh. Turn, turn back. back, Shana. Turn back. There are creatures of the darkness ahead waiting for you. What? There are voices telling us to turn back. I can't hear them, Shana. Oh. We've got to turn back. Oh, there is something terrible in the darkness waiting for us. Tells and tells we've got to go back. Hold my hand. Now do as I say. We're not turning back. Challenger, do you read me? Hello, Telson. Hello, Challenger. Will you answer, please, Challenger? What's the use, Star? That's the twelfth report they've missed. They're never going to reply now. Oh, what I can't understand is why the angels don't answer. I mean, oh, I don't know what I mean. That's the ten percent fuel warning gone. Okay, cancel it. Oh, isn't it beautiful, Duff? Look at the colours. Blue. Oh, it must be the most beautiful planet in the entire galaxy. I'm sorry, Astra. All I can think of is what's happened to Telson and Shana. The dayside terminator will be beneath us in 30 minutes. I've loaded the automatic for landing site one. We've got some gravitational error caused by the moon. I've had to switch in all the compensators. I don't think I've ever seen such an ugly moon. Craters, yes, but nothing like as many as that. Some of them must be over 100 miles across. It'll be our moon now. Seat restraints for atmospheric entry after the first braking burn. Breaking burn five seconds from now. Four. Inertial's locked three, onto landing site one. Two. One. First breaking burn cancelled three seconds from now. Two. One. How long does this buffeting last for? It feels as if the shuttle's going to shake itself to bits. It should ease up when we're below 100,000 feet. Second breaking burn, three seconds from now. Two, one. Ten thousand feet. So where's our landing site? There's nothing but water below. Nine thousand. You did load the inertials correctly. We might need another burn to sustain altitude. We're in trouble if we don't see land within the next two minutes. Suddenly paradise doesn't look so attractive. This planet's all water. Fifteen degrees right. Land. Seven thousand feet. We need a burn, Astra. One percent fuel warning gone. Five thousand. If the engine holds another thirty seconds, we'll make the shore. Oh, blast. Three thousand. 
We're losing height fast. I'll let her build up speed. See if we can win some lift, but I don't think we're gonna make it. Come on! Come on, another nine miles. One thousand feet. Will the shuttle break up if it hits the water at this speed? How should I know? What sort of stupid question is that? Oh, come on, come on. Nine miles, that's all I want. I'm gonna open the airlock doors. Latch is released. Five hundred feet! We're gonna hit the water about a quarter of a mile off the beach. Get on one of the bunks and press it back against the bulkhead. Don't argue, do the same. To the airlock. Don't worry about me. It's sick. Don't swallow in case it's poisonous. Just hang on to me. Don't open your mouth. <laughs> Are you all right, Astra? I think so. I thought I could swim. Yeah. It's not like the water in the reservoir. Oh, it tastes foul. Do you think we'll be all right? Oh, all I care about at the moment is that we're both in one piece and we're alive. Even if we have lost all our supplies. Darth, this is sad. Hey. <laughs> at least your wish has come true. Remember how you were always going on about your dream of lying on a sandy beach under a warm sun? At least it is a warm sun, so we won't freeze. Oh. The question is, now we have paradise, what are we going to do with it? Dove! Dove, wake up! What's the matter? The water's coming nearer! What? It is nearer. I think we'd better move inland, away from the water. I can't walk anymore, Dove. It's a stream, Astrid. Look, just like the streams on Earth on the, on the Challenger's holograms. You be careful, it may be poisonous. Astra. Mmm. It's fresh water. It's delicious. Come on, come paddling and drink. That's it. Mm, drink out of my hand. Oh, it's fantastic. Oh, oh well, we, we found some fruit, and now we found fresh water. Maybe this isn't such a bad world after all. I've just realised something. What's that, my love? I haven't thought about Angel 1 and 2 since we arrived on Paradise. I've thought about Telson and Shana. Yes. What do you suppose happened to them? Oh, radio failure. Something could have gone wrong with the terraforming desk. It hadn't been used for years, and they weren't accustomed to it. I hope so. Oh! Hey, what? It's something on my ankle! What? Oh, please! Astra! It's sucking my blood! It's all right, it's all right. All right, keep still. I'm going to put it off. Just keep still. All right, it's gone, Astra. It's all right now. Oh, I want to go back on the challenge this is a terrible place. Oh, it's going to be all right, Astra. You'll see. 
From now on, everything's going to be all right. It can't go on forever. Oh, it will. I know it will. It'll rain forever and ever. Now we know why there's so much water. It'll be over by morning. I promise. Astra? Astra? Astra, wake up. Mm. Morning. It's all over, you see? And it's beautiful. Look, Astra. I'm frozen. Well, let's get into the sun. As I see it, the immediate problem is to build up some sort of shelter. Oh, what with? Well, hey, I know. We could use all these branches that were broken off in the storm. Bury their ends upright in the ground and, and tie the tops together with those vines or whatever they are. Then we could cover the whole thing in foliage. And we could use sharp-edged stones as knives. Right. But there's something else we ought to learn to make first. What's that? Fire. Oh, this is useless. You're wrong. You, you can't start a fire with friction. The tip's very hot. Don't stop. It's useless. It's glowing. Dry grass, quickly. That's it, that's it. More, more grass, Astra. That's it, it, it's going, it's going. And the wood. Come on, get it on. Quick, don't let it go. That's it, it's going. Hey, we've done it. Hey. Oh. Something coming through the trees. Oh, where? Listen. Oh no! Tails and Shana. Hello, Dove. We landed oh, two hours ago. We knew we were near your number one landing site. Listen, then we, we saw the smoke from the fire. Oh, we thought what we'd they threw everything at us to prevent us reaching their central switching room. They projected holograms of every imaginable creature into the approach corridor. They used light and sound, visions, everything. But you got into the room. Oh, yes, I got in right enough. It was a disappointment in a way. I don't know what I expected, but I didn't expect to find two large racks of organic integrated circuits. No force shields to protect them, nothing. <laughs> All our lives we were ruled by two entities that we could have disposed of by two simple blows with a hammer. Is that what you did? It's what I wanted him to do. No, they begged me to spare them. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Our two guardian angels begging me. Well, we did a deal. They agreed that this planet was suitable for settlement. They also agreed to fly the Challenger into a close orbit around Paradise so that we could leave by one of the space shuttles. Well, you tell them the rest, Shana. Well, we left four of the reprogrammed surgical androids in the main control room to handle the manoeuvring of the ship. Angel 1 and Angel 2 are going to continue the search for the planet Earth. Look, everyone, up there. The plasma trail across the sky is the Challenger building thrust to escape from its orbit. But the Earth search mission is really over. This is Earth now. Our Earth. And our children's Earth and their children's Earth. Do we tell our children about the angels? Of course we'll tell our children about the angels. We should warn them in case they return one day. In Earthfall, part 10 of Earth Search by James Follett, 
Sean Arnold played Commander Telson, Amanda Murray, Shana, Hayden Wood, Dove, and Catherine Hurlbutt, Astra. Angel 1 was played by Sonia Fraser, and Angel 2 by Gordon Reed. Technical realisation for the series was by Lloyd Silverthorne. Earth Search was directed by Glenn Dearman.